You are listening to Finding My Ray of Sunshine, episode number five. In today's episode, I will be discussing my transition back to work and how it has impacted my grieving process, both positively and negatively. Welcome to Finding My Ray of Sunshine, a podcast about my journey following infant loss. I am your host, Callan Migatz, and my goal is to allow you to walk alongside me as I find my ray of sunshine following the loss of my daughter, Reagan Lee. Hello, and welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. It's been a couple weeks since I've recorded a new episode, but that's because I've had a lot going on, so I wanted to record this episode to fill everyone in on what I've been up to. When I talked with my school district about when I was coming back to school, I had 12 weeks um, since I had taken FMLA. So my first official day back at work was November 8th. But before I talk about my transition back to work, I kind of wanted to talk about a couple weeks leading up to it. Um, So I knew, you know, I only had a few more weeks left of my FMLA. So I definitely wanted to take the opportunity to get in these the last minutes relaxation that I needed. So my brother, my sister-in-law, and my two nephews live in Wilmington, North Carolina. And I asked them if I can visit for one more week. I did that in July, and it was probably one of the most relaxing weeks that I have been through recently. Um, It's just a super relaxing location, um, but just being with them, there was no pressure to do anything. Um, I could go out and take walks. I can hang out with the boys and be active. So it was just kind of a no pressure situation and um, I get along very well with my sister-in-law's parents and I really enjoyed it last time I went, so I wanted to take one more opportunity to get some self-care in, and I went um, October 27th through November 3rd, Um, plus I thought it'd be a lot of fun to spend Halloween with my two nephews, Um, just kind of some self-care, little therapy that um, I thought I would need, and it turned out to be another super great week. Um, just, it's just a really calming um, place to be. And I know it's not really an opportunity for a lot of people to take, but I just, I encourage um, anyone kind of going through maybe anything hard, but just in general, um, pregnancy, if in loss, just being able to get away and not have to kind of do your daily um your daily chores I mean it's it's so nice to get away and you know it sucks that they live far away now but in a way it's kind of awesome to know that I can um kind of ask them if I if I could ever come and visit um they're always willing to have me and I truly appreciate anytime they allow me to come visit. So yeah, I took that week um, to kind of get my final self-care in and 
Um, when I came back on November 3rd or 4th, one of the two, um, that following Sunday happened to be All Saints Day. Um, um, I'm Lutheran. I went to a Lutheran um, K-8 through school and, you know, faith and my, my faith is something that means a lot to me. And it just so happens that in the November 1st is All Saints Day where you remember those who have passed in the recent year. Um, but my church was having um, a service on the 7th and they were um, just kind of calling out the names of those who had passed with since the last All Saints Day. Um, so my I went, Dan went, my parents went, um, Dan's mom went, um, my two of my grandparents went, um, Dan's grandparents went, my sister, my brother, his wife, their little girl. Um, we had a lot of support, and it meant a lot to me to have a lot of people there because it was... It was emotional, um, especially the part of the service where they decide where, um, you know, the pastor took turns to read the names and every time a name was read, a bell was chimed for them in their honor. Um, so it was, it was hard, um, but very comforting at the same time. But I guess what I kind of wanted to get out of that, um, was like during his message, just kind of talking about, you know, not turning away from God during, you know, times of struggle. And unfortunately, I feel like that's kind of something I'm struggling with as well. Um, it's really hard to put trust and faith right now in him after just kind of everything, you know, going on. People tell me to trust God, to have faith in him. And it's just a little hard to trust him right now with, you know, what had happened, but it's something I continue to work with every day and try to, um, work on. And I think I definitely need to kind of reach out to my pastor to see if, you know, he can kind of help work through this with me. Cause you know, I've faith is a big part of my life and I am having, so I, there are days where, you know, I'm mad at God, but you know, there are days I'm I trust him with my whole heart and this up and down roller coaster relationship with him is is kind of um emotionally exhausting. Um so that was kind of going experiencing that like the day before going back to work. I was already going back to work um very emotional from from that that day um that service. I went home from the service. I feel like I just kind of slept because it was emotionally exhausting. Um, but so, yes, I started work back to work November 8th. And I totally forgot how exhausting my job is. Um, I'm a special education teacher. I teach kindergarten and first grade students with developmental delays and um, so it's a very demanding job. <laughs> um, 
I knew I couldn't go back right away because I knew that, you know, I had to walk in every day, you know, 100% ready to be all there for my students. And I wasn't even all there for myself. So I knew there was no way I can be there for my students. And I, you know, I love my job so much. And if there are days, you know, when I'm not there, like I can't go to work, I just... I can't, that's just, that's not fair to the kids, but also to the assistants in my room. Like the job is so hard that I need to be there. I need to be there 100%. And after dealing with Ray's death, I wasn't even there for myself. So I knew there was no way I can go back to work. But um, the first day back, you know, after taking 12 weeks off, you just, I forgot how exhausting my job is um this transition back to work has been very very hard on me and i hate that because i've known for a long time that i wanted to be a teacher um probably not until high school i knew i wanted to be a special education teacher but um this that my job has always defined who i am and it means the world to me and I love my job, and now I don't. Um, I hate saying that, but I don't. I feel like I just don't get out of it what I used to get out of it, and it scares the daylights out of me um, because then it's like, am I supposed to be doing something else? Um, I've always been someone who fears the unknown. Um, that brings a lot of anxiety to me. And now it's like, am I not supposed to be doing this job because I don't get the joy out of it anymore? Um, I come home exhausted, stressed, angry. <laughs> um, it's just so many emotions and... Um, it really every day it makes me question if this is what I'm if this is what I should be doing anymore and I hate that um but you know like as I said in the introduction um going back to work has impacted my grieving both positively and negatively um like we do in IEP meetings I'm going to start it off positively kind of talk about how the negatives I kind of just did a little bit, but let's start with the positives. Um, I know, I already knew from the beginning, I loved all my coworkers. Um, my school in the district, I feel like I've heard a lot that, you know, we, it's just a very welcoming group of people to work with. And I have, since day one, I have always told myself, like, I truly work with some of the best people. Um, just so kind, so compassionate. You can tell they they love their job. Always willing to step in and help each other out. Super supportive. But just overall, just nice. <laughs> um, great people. And I truly have always loved working with the people that I do. But I saw them from for a whole, a whole different perspective now. Um, 
when I drove up to the school on my first day, I had to definitely take baby steps. I took about 10 steps and then I would break down crying. I would gather myself up and take a couple more steps and then I, I would just start crying. Like every step towards school, I don't know why, but it was it was tough. It was like, it was scary to be back in this. It was scary to be back at work because um, I just kind of felt like this past few months were just like, my grieving was just done. Like I needed to move on. I needed to get back to work. And that kind of scared me um, because I never want to feel like I just need to move on. Um, so it, I didn't like that. But my my coworkers, they, they planned just between just the special ed staff, um, just a little breakfast um, for me and... One of the one of um, my coworkers was in the office grabbing just some cups for some coffee and orange juice, and she just saw me standing outside the building crying. And um, she came out, and the first thing she did was just give me a huge hug. You know, despite the quote unquote pandemic we're in, I mean, she just came up to me and just gave me a huge hug and said, "You can do it." But just like hearing those words and just the support, um, just it helped me just look in another light how truly blessed I am to have these people in my life. Um, like I said, I've, I've always really enjoyed working with the people that I work with, but I am so beyond blessed to have them in my life. Um, that I, I can't help, but to, in a way, in a way, be, uh, be happy to be back. Um, because, you know, I did miss seeing them. I did miss interacting with them, but just, it just makes me, you know, it's hard recently going through the loss of a daughter, you know, can't help but to, you know, think like, you know, my life sucks and how can I possibly be happy? And, um, it's just hard to think that you have anything good going on in your life. Um, but then when, and, but then like this, it just helped me like open my eyes up, be like, Callan, stop. Like you have these amazing coworkers to help with this transition. And I am so grateful for them every day um, to help me support for all their support through this. Um, but even just beyond all of the special ed team, just all of all of the staff in my school, my the two uh, the two administ uh, office administrators, I walk in, you know, good morning, Callan. It's so great to see you. Just they're the two people you see first, and just their positive positivity is just so contagious, and they immediately put a big smile on my face. But then just to walk down the hall, people just smiling at me, people welcoming me, people saying it's so good to see me, people telling me it's so good to have me back and that I was needed and that I was missed. It just feels, it felt so good. And I forgot through these past few months of grieving um, how blessed I am to have some people in my life. So that's definitely 
a positive um, to kind of going back because it just, I think I was in a dark spot. Well, I was in a dark place and I, it was really hard to think that I had anything good in my life. Um, you know, I, I love my husband. He's amazing. So I'm not trying to see, no, it's not good having him, but like it's just in general, it's just, it's really hard to think that I had anything good. Like, you know, my life is terrible and I was in a, you know, dark place. Um, but just kind of being just wrapped in this love at work, um, made me open my eyes and be like, you've got this, you've got the support. And I think if I was in any other school, I don't think I would have gone back. Um, so for anybody maybe in this same path in life right now, if you're dealing with pregnancy loss, dealing with infant loss and, you know, you know, don't know if you need to go back to work, I'm never going to tell you what to do, what not to do. But I think having that support system at work is so key. If you don't have that, I would maybe think about what you need in your life. If you like this job is something you still need to be at or, you know, I don't really want to tell anyone what to do with, but if I didn't have this support at work, if I didn't work with these people, my principal, anyone at my school, I don't think I would have gone back. Um, seeing them every day has definitely made that transition a lot easier and I'm so grateful grateful for them each and every day I'm at work. Um, so I think that's definitely a huge positive part when it comes to like my grief. Just it I'm slowly starting to kind of remember all the you know good things in my life and seeing them and just kind of how they interact with me every day, but just kind of hearing about how much I was missed um, just kind of affirmed that like I do have I do have good things in my life and it it has helped with the smooth transition, smooth a more a little more smooth transition. Um, so it's super positive. Um, yeah, maybe you know for the negative. Um, I, it's just emotionally exhausting, emotionally, mentally, but even physically. These, these past few months, I think, like, you know, I've really liked the fact that, like, I could kind of determine my day. Um, if I was having a rough day, I could, I didn't really do anything. But if it wasn't okay, you know, maybe I would go and get groceries, come back, and then maybe not do something for an hour, then go take my dog for a walk. And then come back and not do something. So it, I did a little bit more, but it was still nothing that took just a lot of effort. Um, oh my gosh, like two hours into the school day, I am physically exhausted from so much going on in a classroom, like just walking around or helping the kids throughout the building. I and physically <laughs> exhausted after a couple hours at work. Um, mentally, 
exhausted. Um, I haven't done, I know this sounds probably really bad, but this much thinking in months. Um, and you forget how exhausting thinking actually is. Um, yeah, I just stared off into space. I really wasn't um, using my brain that often just because it, it, it hurt to just even think. Because every time I would think, I would just think about Reagan and everything that I had just gone through. So I just turned off my brain when I was at home. And so now I'm just mentally tired because of so much throughout the school day of, you know, obviously I am thinking all day long and teaching my students. So mentally I'm exhausted by the end of the day, but also emotionally exhausted. Um, I just, I have, I just feel like I have the weight of the world on my shoulders. Um, having to put on a brave face every time I walk into the school, not really allowing myself emotional times, especially if it's needed, because I know if that happens, I will run out of the classroom and maybe not come back in for the day. And that's not fair to my students to my assistants, to, to any of the staff members in the school, like to my principal, like it's just not fair. So I, I feel like I just need, as soon as I walk through those doors, I feel like I just need to put on a brave face and I don't allow myself to feel emotion, which we're humans. Like we need to feel emotion. Like we don't just walk around acting like robots and, you know, just going through movements of the day. Like emotions is just a huge part of a day. It's a huge part of who we are, our life. It defines us. Like I, but the fact that I feel like I just can't, I can't feel any emotions. Like it's hard. And it, it hurts though to think that I can't, I can't, smile with a student because if I feel happy, then I'm not, then I'm over grieving Reagan. Or if, um, I feel like I need to cry, then I can't because then I'm now not in a place to be teaching my students or by, or to be guiding my assistants. So it's like, I feel like I can't show any emotion and I have to put on a brave face. And so I'm putting on a brave face from 8 to 2.40 during the school day. And so when I get into my car, that's when it just all comes out. And it's not good to just keep everything, you know, held in. That's not healthy. So I don't, I don't know if it's healthy for me to be back at work. Um, with, with all of, with what I just said, I mean, not being able to feel emotions. I'm tired. Like my body hurts. Um, I'm my body is still kind of going through recovery. Um, and my body hurts from the day. Um, so that's, 
that has impacted all of these different aspects have really impacted my grieving in a negative way because I, you know, I feel like I was taking, you know, a few steps forward, but now with just this chaoticness of going back to work and getting back to lesson planning and writing IEPs and taking data and dealing with, you know, students' behaviors, um, it's too much for me. And I don't think it's healthy for how I am reacting to it all. So, yeah, transition back to work has been very tough. And it is definitely making me question whether or not that this is something I need to continue doing, which is awful. Um, I hate the unknown. I, I need to know what I'm doing. Um, I hate not having a clear path. Um, so it's all just very scary. It's, I mean, it's just a very scary place to be in. And I just need to continue to find my if if going back to work is not my purpose anymore, I need to find it. I need to find what I need to do um, to make my grieving back to being more, you know, in a positive light. Because right now it, it feels like I'm taking a hundred steps backwards. Um, so... I do want to, I do want to spin it off and, you know, kind of end, um, positively again. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not a negative person. I think that's something I've really worked hard on, you know, recently in my life. And I try not to be someone that, you know, if anyone, people, people don't want to talk to me if I'm just constantly, if I know all the negative in life. So I've definitely really worked hard on trying to be a more positive person. So let's end Let's shift again into the more positive aspect of this. Um, but so after um, Reagan had passed, um, people were asking, um, how can they were asking our family members? Because I think people were just a little nervous to reach out to Dan or myself. So they were asking, like, my sister, Dan's brother, they were asking, you know, our parents, um, how can we show Dan and Callan that we love them? How can we help them out? And they weren't really sure the answer to that question. So my sister and my brother-in-law, they created a GoFundMe page um, for Reagan and just told people, you know, Maybe you can help with a donation. And Dan and Callan, like, they want to do something good with this. So we got, you know, a really, we got a lot of support through that means. And that kind of gave Dan and me an idea on how to help carry um, Reagan with us in a positive manner. How can we keep just keep shining her light um 
down on us. Um, so Dan had a really great idea that we wanted to start a foundation in Ray's honor, um, a non-for-profit foundation. And we want, we just, something good has to come out of this. I know I've said this since the first episode. So if we can find, you know, a really great means to use this money and just spread spread light, spread sun, spread sunshine, spread love to other people going through this awful awful experience um then maybe that could help our grief in a very positive therapeutic way. Um so I guess um, if going back to work, being back at being a teacher isn't something that I feel like I can do anymore, then maybe I can, Dan and I can, you know, use this foundation as kind of what we're supposed to be doing going forward. So I think that's you know, that's something I'm actually really looking forward to doing. I'm really looking forward to exploring that further and getting that started. Um, because especially like now these past couple of weeks back at work, just seeing how, how hard it is, how hurtful it is, but how not, how it's kind of hurting me in a way. And like my health and my mentality and my like emotion, like my emotions, like maybe it's just not healthy for me to be back at to be doing this with my life anymore. Um, like I said, the unknown scares me. So maybe that, that was just, the foundation was just an idea, but like now after kind of going through these past couple of weeks of work, maybe now this is actually just, instead of just an idea, like this is something that we need to make a reality. Um, so I'm really excited to explore this. And I know you know, Dan and I really want to just bring a lot of support to other parents going through this because, you know, I know I mentioned this in the pregnancy and infant loss awareness episode. There's just not a lot of support. Um, there's groups, great um but the groups are very emotional because it's a lot of death in one room. And I walk away from my groups exhausted. <laughs> There's a theme here. I'm just tired all the time. Grieving is just so, it's so tiresome. And I'm tired of being tired. <laughs> I'm tired of, I'm tired of it all. And I just... I'm overwhelmed by all these different emotions. It's crazy. But um, yeah, so, you know, kind of, I think going back to work has made me realize that maybe this, the idea of the foundation needs to become a reality because I, I can see this becoming a very therapeutic way to grieve by helping others. Um, if I'm having a bad morning, maybe I don't do anything that day. Um, but if I'm not, then, you know, dive full force into the day and I can may maybe, you know, spread some chair to somebody else. So I do like the idea of being a, like quote, my own boss in a way, 
Um, I do like the idea that I can kind of pick and choose my schedule based on how I'm doing. Um, but I also like the idea that it is the, the intention of this foundation is supposed to be positive. And I think I just need some, a lot of positivity in my life right now, especially going through something so traumatic. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of wanted to shift from a negative gear to a positive and, you know, to the fact that this is something that really excites me and, um, I have gotten the feedback that I've gotten from this podcast and just these, these five episodes, well, four going on to five, um, has been tremendous. And I think that this can continue to be an awesome platform for the foundation and kind of getting out there what we end up doing. Um, so I just thank you to the anyone to all of those who have reached out with just a simple I love you to you know trying to get together with me and you know take kind of taking my mind off of where I'm at right now um but I truly am blessed to have the people in my life that I do um both of our families, Dan's family, my family, are have been so supportive. Um, thank you. I love my family so much. So thank you to my family, but also just to my friends, and even just maybe to people that I maybe have lost tra- um, lost touch with over the years. Um, it's been really cool kind of reconnecting with some people. And so maybe this is, it's just another positive thing to come out of this. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to share kind of my transition back to work because this was something that I was definitely really scared to do. Um, about a month into my the grieving process when I went to one of the um one of my groups I go to called the Compassionate Friends. Um there were other moms there that are teachers and I did share just that is something I'm just very scared to take back on is going back to work. And you know they kind of shared with me what they did and just kind of a guide. Obviously you know they didn't tell me you know they didn't pressure anything on me, but they said they took time and there's nothing wrong with that. So if anyone out there is going through this tragic experience, take the time that you need for yourself. I think that's something huge that I've learned. I think if I would have dove right back into work, oh my God, it kind of actually scares me to think about where I would be right now if I didn't take the time for myself. If after, oh my God, five months um, of grieving, I'm having a hard time, I can't even imagine taking on work after two months because Reagan had passed in June and school starts in August. So I don't even want to think about where I would be right now 
or maybe how depressed I would be if I didn't take the time for myself. So I think the biggest thing that I want to come across in this episode is take the time that you need to grieve. Everybody grieves differently. If you need a week, take it. If you need months, take it. If you need a year, take it. Like you need to think about yourself and your health because if you don't work on that, then how are you expected to move forward, not move on, but move forward if you don't take care of yourself? Um, so that is the biggest thing that I want to stress in this episode because I think that is that's something huge that I've learned. I'm so grateful that I took those 12 weeks. I'm so grateful to my sub who stepped in to help out because I needed that time for myself and to deal with Reagan's death. Um, so yes, that is what I want to emphasize. That is what I want to stress. Um, I'm only hoping that work will get better each and every day. I know there will still be tough days, but I'm hoping it'll just every day will be better. Um, and I, you know, I am hopeful because I am surrounded by the most amazing work family I could possibly ask for. So I will um, keep in touch and just, you know, keep letting everyone know how I'm doing. And again, thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me that you take the time to listen to what I have to say. Um, it just feels good to be heard and it feels good to help people And it in this time where I'm lost. So it, it feels good to help. So if I'm helping one person, if my, if my words today helped you, then I'm, I'm happy that you tuned in. So thank you for listening and God bless.